Hey everyone, and welcome back to the second episode of Keep It Open. I'm Aaron. And I'm Mitchell. And today we're going to start off with our routine segment, Is It Rude? All right, everybody. So today we're talking a little bit about tipping. So everything from mm. we'll go into, you know, when should you tip? Hint, it might be always. Um, how much <laughs> should you tip? Uh, you know, and then and then also, you know, some of the pressures that that come around that. So, Aaron, why don't we start off with what's your thought on on tipping at? Let's let's start with dine-in restaurants. Dine-in restaurants at a restaurant. Okay. Sit inside. You yeah. have a waiter or waitress. Yeah. yeah. So when it comes to dine-in restaurants, um, I always tip a minimum of twenty percent. Um, okay. Always, even if like the service was terrible and like. <laughs> The food wasn't great, which again, I don't tip based on the food. I tip based yeah. on the service, right? But yeah. uh, I don't know. My perspective is, is like, that's a person working for a living. Like they're doing their damn job. They don't get paid like a huge base, <laughs> like, you know, yeah. hourly or anything. So when it comes to restaurants, I always tip 20% minimum. If the service isn't amazing or the waiter's like just really cool or something like that, then I'll go a little bit above and beyond and try to like, you know, be generous with it if I can, right? Um, huh. Yeah. Did you, did, uh, did your parents teach you that or is that yeah. something you, you pay? okay. Yeah. Okay. My parents always tipped, uh, like at least, at least 20, at least 20% or above. Um, which okay. I think I definitely like, you know, learned it from interesting. there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm on a different spectrum. Okay. This is an interesting topic okay. I feel because there are no written rules in, in the United States and it works differently in every country, you know, that's true. But, but yeah, my parents, they, so my parents are pretty cheap in general, um, unfortunately, but that's where you got it from. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And I'm very cheap too. So. <laughs> Don't worry so guys. They, I'll tell you his dirty little secret. Sometimes. <laughs> they go with, they go and, and subsequently I also kind of do this, but they start at 15%. So they'll always tip 15 okay. if we're dining. And then if it's, you know, stellar, stellar service, 20, 25%. And we'll go, you know, potentially up from there if it's just, you know, the best thing we've ever had. Yeah, yeah. For me, what I what I find myself doing is, you know, if I have a meal, I'll figure out what fifteen percent is, and then I'll usually round up to the nearest dollar. Yeah. So it's a flat amount. So yep. it usually ends up being somewhere between fifteen and like twenty percent. See, I always do that too. Like, and I always tip in cash. Um, oh, like if okay, I go out to yeah. eat, I try to have some cash on me. Like, you know, yeah. if I'm going somewhere nice, I'll stop at an ATM, um, mm-hmm. because. You know, I want that waiter to be able to take it home with them because I've waited tables. I don't know if you have. Um, uh, I've done similar. I've done Uber Eats, DoorDash, stuff like that. It's, yeah, uh, yeah. kind of similar, but yeah. So you you do get cashed out. Like, as if, I don't know if every restaurant does this, but like at the end of the night, if you get a bunch of tips on the tab, like uh-huh. you print out like a receipt, a giant receipt of all your tips, and then they cash you out. But like, it's just so much easier if you just yeah, have the cash just in take hand home the cash. and yeah, you don't have to like yeah. go to your manager and like, you know, give them the yeah. thing and they got to go through it and like go to the till and take out cash for you. For sure. And it's just like, actually, now that you yeah. mentioned it, I used to deliver for Panera catering. So oh, nice. and yeah. yeah, cash tips were the best. Cause you didn't have to, we had to fill out like a stupid form to, yeah. to get the tip if they yeah. wrote it on the credit card. You exactly. Know, so. To fill out a form and like take it to the manager. It's just like a whole bunch of extra work. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> okay. So what about, uh, what about, what about takeout restaurants? So if you, you get food to take out and um, you're not eating there. They just prepare the food. They've got it in bags for you. You roll up, pick it up. Are you, uh, are you tipping there? And so I, so, might, I might get some flame for this one. Uh, <laughs> unless it's a restaurant that I really like. And like, I, I go to like all the time. Like it's like a favorite spot of mine. I don't tip. 
Uh, yeah. I don't, I don't tip. If I'm just, if I'm going to pick it up and like, you know, just have my order, I don't, I don't tip. <laughs> I'll admit yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I, I, well, I you're don't, tipping I don't for either. service. I don't either. You're, you're tipping for the service, right? You're not yeah. really tipping for the food. Yeah. Yeah. I guess between, <laughs> we're on the same page on this one. So it's um, probably not that interesting of a, of a conversation, but yeah i i do the same yeah. thing and you know it's weird Unless people listening are probably I'm... like you animals <laughs> <laughs> yeah you guys suck yeah. <laughs> unsubscribe you tip always always um, tip I was like no no don't <laughs> where where i get pressured to do it is man it's the worst when they you know some restaurants nowadays have those ipads that kind of flip around yes you, i actually everybody behind you can see you so know my mom and i went to one taco today and we okay. just went through the drive-thru <laughs> and they have one of those and they flip okay, it around yeah. and, and hold it out for you. And, yeah. uh, you know, like my mom was sitting next to me <laughs> and like we get the food or whatever. And like, there's three options, like the 15, 20, 20, 20, yeah, 15, yeah. 20, 25. And I'm looking at it and I'm like, God damn it. So I was like, man, I eat here a lot. So I hit 15 and I was like, screw it. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Plus you got a decent yeah, I mean, amount of food, but. If, if you get a, if you have a line of people behind you don't want to be the guy who presses no tip I yeah mean. it's like that's freaking rude but they also have a little bucket so like if you want you just like chuck a dollar in there or whatever but yeah no yeah. i think we're of the same mindset and uh, i wonder what everyone else thinks so definitely leave your thoughts on that in the comments below or uh tweet yeah. at us or something let us know what you think uh do Unwritten you rules, yeah man. do you tip when you pick up takeout and then i think the yeah. last two that we should cover is uh let's do delivery Mm. do you tip on delivery and how much ah uh, i'm gonna be honest aaron i i don't get delivery so okay all right <laughs> it's sweet a, so this one defers to me. For me i am the delivery king i spend way okay. too much money i'm a platinum uber eats member um oh, wow. i get free stuff from uber all the time because i've spent really? so much money on delivery yeah. um i tip uh 20 uh 20 okay. of the order um if i'm gonna be lazy and a potato and not make food or go get food. The yeah. person who is bringing me the food will <laughs> At least get a financial deserves. reward <laughs> for me being lazy, and I will <laughs> assume that financial responsibility. Uh, I used to I used to deliver for them, so I, yeah, yeah, I, I feel that man. It I did was, too. I did too. Feeling. I did it in LA though, and it was kind of shit because there's like no park. Okay. There's no parking, and so like yeah. you have to like find parking, get the food, get in the car, get to the place, find parking, drop it off. I feel like out here in Austin, like it'd be a blinkers lot. everywhere. Dude, yeah, I feel like out here in Austin, it'd actually be much more lucrative because there's parking yeah. everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Unless you're really downtown, but for the most part, yeah, for the most part, everything, parking is pretty good, so. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, okay, yeah, all right, all right. And last one. Yeah, tip your is, delivery uh, drivers, guys. It is rude. So, yes, tip your it delivery drivers. It is driver. rude yeah. <laughs> not to tip a delivery driver, okay? Yeah, I stand yeah. by that. That's, that's definite. Yeah, we've yeah. decided that. Uh, the last, the one. last one is is bars. Yep. So do you? So if you go up to someone and you, yep. they're like, you know, you wanna you wanna keep it open or yeah, you wanna close <laughs> hey, it exactly. <laughs> and you're like, ah, oh, you know, I wanna close it. We just had one drink. Yep. How much or do you tip? And then if so, how much? So okay, so I know there's like different theories on this um, mm -hmm. and different perspectives. I will tip an amount per drink. Hmm. Yeah. That gets complex. Jeez. It can get a little complex, but like, so, you know, you can do a percentage off the tab. You can do like 20% or whatever. But so let me, let me, let me dive into this a little bit more. Let me, let me unpack it. Okay. So okay. in New Orleans, when I used to go out a lot um, and I had like a bunch of like neighborhood bars that I would go to and I was a door guy at a bar, I wouldn't open a tab. I would pay cash and mm. I would tip on every drink I was given. 
in that mm. moment. So like if I was with my, you know, friend and we're at the bar and I'm getting the first round, we get two beers and two shots, I'm giving them four dollars extra. One mm. one dollar per drink, right? Mm-hmm. And then it's service. That's right. Associated exactly. With each drink, right? Exactly. Okay. And it's like I got four drinks, here's an extra dollar a drink, you know? Mm-hmm. Throw it on the bar. If I had a five dollar mm-hmm. bill left over, I'd just throw down a five. Yeah, yeah you know? keep the change kind and of thing. Keep yeah. the change. Exactly. Yeah. Like, you know, just yeah. And then, you know, if I'm at like a nicer bar, a nicer place, and we have a tab running, and at the end of the night, you know, it's eighty bucks in drinks, hundred bucks in drinks, then I'll generally mm-hmm. like do like twenty, twenty five uh percent. Percent. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because okay, wait, again, it... it's all about okay. the service. Mm. And I'm probably feeling friendly because I'm a little drunk. <laughs> <laughs> so what if do you think there's a difference between, you know, like it, giving you a Coors Light, cracking open a can versus, versus doing crafting a, a cocktail? Drink. Yeah, 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 100%. But okay, I mean, that's more so on me, right? Like their financial like reward <laughs> shouldn't be based on <laughs> my, <you> order? <laughs> my drinking preference. You know what I mean? Um, sure, sure. But yeah, I don't know. I also feel like I'm much more uh, inclined to tip my bartenders. Because mm. like, I don't know the bars that I like to go to. It's they're much more like laid back, casual. Like, I don't know. I love dive bars. I know we've talked yeah. about this. I love dive bars. Oh, I love you, like you love your dive bars. I do like <laughs> seedy, dark, like locals only type things where everyone's yeah. just like drinking tequila and whiskey and beer and like you know <laughs> getting wasted. Um, you know, yeah. but uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I feel like it's important. Like, if you don't tip your bartender. You're the mm-hmm. scum of the earth. I'm sorry. I'll just say it. if you don't tip your bartender, there's something fucking wrong with you. Um, but, but takeout food, uh, you, you're good to go. Yeah. Yeah. Takeout food. You know what? I support it. It's not rude. But if you do not tip your fucking bartender, what is, were you raised by wolves? Like, yeah. Yeah. what? No. It's just, I got to agree with you on that. Like, I, that's just, yeah. The epitome I, of I rude. I think I do similar. I, I, um, yeah, I, I end up just doing kind of 15% rounded to the nearest yeah, sure, uh, sure. Do- dollar. And um, if, you know, if, if the person's especially nice or or it's an especially complex drink, then, you know, I'll, yeah. I'll tip a little more. So. Yeah, and I also think, like, it depends on the setting. It depends on, like, the transaction, right? Like, again, like, if you're paying cash for each drink as it comes, just throw, yeah. like, some extra, like, if you give them a 20 and the total was eight, you know, we just take a couple yeah. bucks off a change and throw it on the on the counter. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. As long as you're showing the bartender that you're like thanking them for their service, like it also, yeah. guys. I mean, uh, also if a bartender knows that you tip, they get to you faster when it's busy. I'm gonna tell you that oh, right yeah. now. I'm gonna tell you that right now. So if you're at a bar on a Friday night and the first drink you get, you throw them a fiver. Trust me, the rest of the night, when they see ten yeah. people at the bar and they see you put your hand up on the end, they're gonna cut like oh, four people and right come to you. you. I promise. <laughs> I pro tip. All right, money talks. Right, money talks. <laughs> money talks. <laughs> yes, it does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, scum of the earth if you don't tip. You're so. a scum of the earth if you don't tip. No, I'm <laughs> but again, well, don't don't order Coors Lights. Yeah, don't order Coors. <laughs> please, anything's better than Coors Light. Um, but yeah. So just to zoom out on the conversation a little bit, tipping culture is very American, right? Mm-hmm, it's a very mm-hmm. American thing. Um, mm-hmm. From what I've read and from what I've seen and, you know, what I've heard from people I've talked to that have traveled or have lived in other places or from other places, tipping culture in like Europe and uh, Asia and all that stuff, it's not really a thing. Um, The people that are paid to give you service, they're paid to give you service. It's not 
on the you know the client or the um not the client, I guess, like it's the customer, <laughs> the right? customer to yeah. pay the waiter. It's on the company, the restaurant to pay the waiter for what they're doing. Yeah. And so I think now, it's interesting that, you know, we're one of the only countries that like that's widespread through all the states for pretty much, yeah. you know, I remember when, so I'm, I'm very ill traveled by the way, but when I went to, uh, I did go to, to uh, England once and man, when we went to go to a restaurant, well, first of all, we paid with card every time, which apparently is people still pay often with cash there. Oh, interesting. And um, so we would pay with card and they, we'd use a United States card over there. So they'd have to bring us the, the little machine and they'd come up to us and they would hold it for us, you know, in their hand while we, while we put the card in there and, and sign our name and everything. What was weird though, is that we also had to select a tip amount like right when they were hold, they were holding it for us right in our face <laughs> and we'd select a tip amount in front of them and oh, you know that's... i don't think again i don't I, we didn't know tipping wasn't a, a cultural thing there but so we were like oh god well we have to tip the most like they're literally in our face while we're doing this and um it just felt like a lot of pressure it was like, yeah oh, well yeah well, i don't want to be a jerk <laughs> you got a guy staring at you holding the machine like Dude, they're staring gonna, at you. What are you gonna do? Twenty like, percent? Mm, mm, mm. Yeah, exactly. Mm, exactly. Fifteen? Oh, really? Fifteen? Mm, okay. All right. Fifteen. Yeah. Typical I you, Americans. I hope you never come back here again. Yeah. Typical Americans. Yeah. 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 See you next time. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, that, I thought that was really kind of kind of strange, but um, definitely interesting. No, it is. It yeah. is. It's definitely really interesting. I think it also like I think it harkens back to like an older age in America. Right. Like, I think that culture just came from like a different age, you know, like when the dollar bill was stronger, inflation yeah. wasn't maybe such a thing. Like, yeah, yeah, I, I think that I read once somewhere and I could be totally wrong here, but I, I think it stems from a sort of servant like slave culture mm. in the past. Mm. Um, when when if I remember correctly, pe you know, people would get paid poor wages and then right. this would be a way to make up for that right if you felt the service was a certain way interesting uh, again if i'm if i'm totally wrong on that please somebody you know well email if us you're or right something. on that we should get rid of tipping because that is <laughs> fucked up right well so that's what <laughs> if i remember the article correctly that that's that is up. one of the thoughts of, about tipping in general is that you know we yeah. should some you know a lot of people think we should just bake it into the into the i do pay pay for the employees i do yeah and also i think that like you know you get you'll get a better service more consistently because people are mm. just getting paid better and they don't have mm -hmm. to worry about you know mm -hmm. what you think of their service you know like right. if i'm the waiter and i think i've provided excellent service but the customer mm -hmm. just doesn't then they don't feel entitled to tip on mm. like a large check let's say and mm -hmm. then like you know that could have been like half my take home for the night yeah for and the then night. all of a yeah. sudden it's yeah, like yeah I remember uh, when I was working at a restaurant in New Orleans, it was a really busy time of year, a really touristy time of year. And um, there was a couple that came into the restaurant and they ordered like steaks and drinks and dessert. They, they went all out and it was a pretty mm. healthy check. They left me like 70 cents as a tip. 70 cents. Yeah. They left me 70 oh, cents. Oh no. Yeah. I, 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 I quit that night. <laughs> really? Yeah. I quit. I was like, this wow. is stupid, man. Um, wow. Yeah, no. I mean, I was working at a at a nightclub, and then I ended up getting yeah. a job at at Guitar Center as a salesman because uh -huh. I know a lot about like music equipment and, and all that stuff. But 
yeah, and I was yeah. already kind of thinking about it, but yeah, I got a 70 cent tip. I think the bill was like 200 oh. bucks or something, something like that. And yeah, so, oh, geez. So I just walked to my manager what? and I just put the tray like with the change yeah. on like on her desk. And I was like, mm-hmm. I can't remember her name, but I was like, I'm going home. And she just can't looked at me it. and she was yeah. like, thanks. Appreciate you. Like, it was nice to have you here. <laughs> she didn't yeah. like, she didn't argue with me at all. She was like, yeah, like, I don't blame you. She was like, I get it, man. man. Like, you know, and not everyone's cut out for it, right? Like, and I'll totally <laughs> own that. Like, some people can look at that change and then like just mm-hmm. in their head be like man fuck you guys and then just move yeah, on with their day going. yeah for yeah. me i was like no i'm not gonna subject myself to that like over yeah. and over and over again because i know it's gonna yeah. happen again that's not the only yeah. time that's gonna happen to me and right. uh dude it's like dehumanizing it's dehumanizing it is, yeah it is. Like, especially if you're getting paid a couple bucks an hour like for the you know base yeah. wages and stuff and don't get and me then wrong you're on a you're yeah you're hoping on people's generosity yeah. right right and people can be cold we all know that so yeah, yeah i mean and don't get me wrong like i have friends that are still waiters today and they've gone from like you know your, your regular restaurants to like your five star you know mm-hmm michelin chef like and they oh, make yeah. bank like they make yeah, yeah. like six figures good money oh geez wow um and the work yeah. is the work is so much easier but again like you know there's a lot more knowledge that goes into that like you have to know the right. wine lists and the pairings and you know right. you're serving like you know high profile business people or like celebrities and you know yeah. there's a, it's there's another bar right but yeah you can definitely make money you know mm-hmm. being a waiter so those, you just those people who cut uh, out for yeah, it. or maybe be smart about it them, yeah. Or, yeah yeah god instead, man, of, instead of being a waiter in a <laughs> yeah i don't in, know whatever restaurant you're at yeah i mean well um, you know like capital scum of the earth cap, yeah exactly <laughs> you gotta be at like capital grill or something or like uh yeah. you know i i knew some uh really successful waiters down in um san diego in california I forget the names mm. of the restaurants because they're way the hell out of my price range mm-hmm. but uh <laughs> yeah these guys would walk home with like 800 bucks a night like Jesus. Yeah, yeah yeah 800 bucks like cash a night yeah mm-hmm. yeah that's crazy that's crazy yeah so and the, the moral story is tip you motherfuckers tip, tip. <laughs> it's rude unless, if you don't unless, unless you're, you're picking just picking it up, up food. <laughs> unless you're making <laughs> yeah, we're gonna be it up. very clear about that we're that's the third time we've mentioned it and yeah, uh yeah. we stand behind it <laughs> awesome well we'll keep that open and yeah, uh we can move on to the open. the meat and potatoes of today's episode yes yeah god i just made myself hungry fuck (laughs) (laughs) today we are going to recount our experiences from the first few days and first few weeks of covid and so as it you know at the time that we're recording this it's it's starting to sort of you know ramp back up in the united states become a yeah become a worry um sort of the forefront of people's minds you know a lot of people thought we were really out of it i thought we were out of it it's it's crazy to still be having these conversations right about having them again again like it's the same conversation and i'm sure that all of you listening you know i'm sure you've heard many podcasts or videos or news articles about covid so uh, we know this is the most original topic but it's something that we've all been living through right it's something that we're living through again and so i think that as Mitchell said, with the resurgence of, you know, quarantine and habits and stuff like that, um, you know, safety habits, it, it's, it's, it's worth talking about, you know, how it started for us. And I guess yeah. kind of where we are now with it. Right. Yeah. And not, and not to preach or anything. We, we just want to share our, yeah, share our not to preach at all, at all. Um, yeah. Cool. Boom. Well, do you, uh, you want me to go first? I don't mind. All right. Well, so I'll, I'll take it. Um, so yeah, back. So I, from what I remember, 
March of 2020 yep. is, you know, when, when everything kind of exploded Yep. Um, to kind of set the scene. I was working at the Whole Foods corporate office, which was a pretty cool gig, to be honest. I mean, I was on the uh, new prod, new food development oh, nice. teams. Yeah, yeah. For uh, the prepared foods department. So we were talking, I mean, pizzas, chicken, scallopini, wings, like all, all these cool. different types of food. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ton, all the new food that happens at Whole Foods in that area where you can just kind of kind of buy and, and eat. Yeah. Um, that's, you know, the team I was on was, was kind of in charge of developing that. Awesome. So, um, yeah. So, you know, for, for me, it was really one weekend where it all kind of, kind of happened. Um, I think it was maybe March like 12th or something like that. I, I can't remember the exact day, but so Thursday, um, you know, Thursday of this weekend, um, at this point, nobody had heard of masks, but, you know, most people had heard of COVID at this point, but really it was kind of this thing that was happening in China yeah. or some other country. Yep. Um, and so, you know, Thursday night, my family was actually in San Antonio. I was in Austin and I was like, well, let me go visit my family. They were vacationing up there. Sure. And so I was like, well, let me go visit them for one night. So I go visit them in San Antonio. They're at a hotel. So I go to the hotel, we eat dinner and everything. And I'm like keeping my distance from, from everybody a little bit. And they're like, Mitchell, what are you doing? You're, like, you're scared of that whole COVID thing? Like, <laughs> and I was like, oh, I'm not scared of it. I'm just trying to be safe though. Yeah, uh, yeah, and, sure. And they were just, they were just crapping all over me, man. They're like, <laughs> they're like you you give me a hug here, you know? You're believing yeah. the fake news. You won't even uh, give yeah, your family exactly. a hug. Like, exactly. We're going to have some similarities exactly. in our stories. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> Yep. Okay, exactly. My my mom was like, you don't need to believe that stuff. That's and I was just I was like, you That's know, you might, you might be right. You might be right. But I'm, for right now, I'm just gonna keep it safe. And I was only there yeah, for totally. one night. So right. Um, not even I just went for for the evening for dinner. And I was gonna drive back to Austin. Yeah, and totally. For people not from Texas, they're about 45 minutes away. from. It's not far. Yeah, not far at all. Um, so so I did that, and I, I've got some notes here actually that I wrote out a little bit. So then that night, though, um, my cousin was there with my family, and she she's she's a little older, but she was telling me like, Mitchell, I've been reading the news. You might wanna you might wanna start stockpiling some stuff. And I was like, stockpiling? <laughs> what? Uh, what do you mean? Um, and so basically that night on the way home from San Antonio, uh, she had gotten to me. She had she had worried me quite a bit. So I went to go buy a ton of water. Yeah. So I fill up the back of my trunk with uh, with bottled water. Man. I, uh, if you uh, if you wondered where all the bottled water went, whenever it was in Mitchell's happened, trunk, it was, yeah. it, was, it was like people like me who, <laughs> who went and uh, filled up our trunk. So yeah. But but I bought nothing else, by the way. So okay. Just so water. just water. Got it. Yeah. Got it. Like you know. So I'm was your plan okay, to like but... sell the water for food when the apocalypse happened? Man, you were know. gonna be like the water a guy, barter, like, probably yeah, a barter. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> when the barter system. Something, you know? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um. And so I was. I was, went to go get that water. You know, I was. I was in line, and, and at this point, t- there were the the grocery store is packed with people. Yep. You know, at this point, it was already. This is Thursday night of that of that week when everything yep. kind of shut down, and people were already. You know, stocks or the. Uh, shelves are starting to be you know empty yeah. um they weren't restocking anything they're they're out of everything so yep um and um you know the stock market was like crashing and everything you're like it was, was kind of shit was kind of going down and yeah uh, but i was yeah. like you know the virus really isn't around us yet so um so anyway i went to go i go to work the next day on friday back in austin um and you know go through the work day basically it's getting towards the end of the day we're, we're kind of all in a conference room and they're with my team of four or five people and 
and they're getting texts from their family like saying hey everybody likes you know wash your hands hunker down like yep. this is gonna be bad and everything yep. and and mind you we're still you know, whole foods we're talking about fried chicken or, or uh, <laughs> you know healthy you know foods and vegetables and they were talking everyone's about just planning new product that. development yeah. you know yeah <laughs> and um <laughs> Uh, anyway, so basically we left that day and, and little did I know, you know, that would be the the last day that I, I ever saw that, that yeah. office until I, you know, I, I left that job, but, but picked up my stuff is the last time I saw that. Um, and so I went home that day and that, by that time I was pretty scared, right? Like the news had yeah. caught wind of everything. Absolutely. Um, family members were texting me. And so I had to mm-hmm. pump gas. I remember really clearly. And I was like, shit, how am I going to pump gas and, and stay sanitary? And so I, I uh, went to this gas station and I, I, I took a napkin out of the console of my car <laughs> and I used that to like hold the pump and everything. Cause I was like, man, this virus is going to kill me if I don't. <laughs> and, and this is only like a day after me being You're like, it's like, coming. It's here. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, you know, everybody was scared at that point. Though, yeah. You know? Yeah. No, it was, um, it was terrifying. It was terrifying. Terrifying. And then. And then after that, I, uh, that evening, I actually went home to, to Houston. My family had, had driven home to Houston from San Antonio. I yep. went home to Houston from, from Austin, kind of just, you know, like if the world's ending, might as well, uh, yeah, be, with might as well be with family. So. Yeah, totally. Totally. <laughs> so I, I drive home, I drove home and I, and I've, um, getting, getting close to the sort of end of, end of my recount here, but you know, I've never heard my dad so nervous actually. Wow. And my dad's a pretty lighthearted happy dude and he called me on the phone and he was like whispering from from his work and he was like mitch can you um can you pick me up some canned soup some water some like lysol wipes if they have it like get anything you can because like the stores are wiped here like hit and yeah and i was like shoot i yeah i'll try and so i stopped at three or four different walmarts in like the rural texas countryside on the way home hoping that they'd have something but by that point, I mean, there was some soup that I got cleaned maybe. out pretty much. Yeah. But it was absolutely, you know, oh, toilet paper, you know, no chance. Nothing. No. <laughs> yeah. Dude, the great toilet paper shortage of 2020. That was man. wild, dude. That was wild. <laughs> yeah. It was insane. People are reselling it on Facebook. And Literally. Stuff, I mean. <laughs> Actually, though, like it was nuts. Yeah. It was the apocalypse. Yeah, it, was. it was. It was a taste. It was crazy. It was a taste. Uh, yeah. So I got some cream of mushroom <laughs> soups like, but you're not even supposed to eat cream of mushroom like by itself. I'm pretty sure like i think you're supposed yeah, to like, mix that into other stuff or whatever <laughs> yeah, but uh that's like what i could get i could get i got like one bag of dried pasta and yep. and i was like this is all i got dad sorry but i got water because yeah. i picked it got up water <laughs> good on water before. don't worry about that <laughs> oh so i gave him a couple cases of water and oh my god uh yeah then i got the call from my manager that weekend that said um you know stay home for the foreseeable future and and that's when work from home started and that's when that's when covid really started yeah so. and that's kind of where we've been for the most part since then right yeah, yeah. exactly yeah. exactly and so so again the, the last sort of year and a half of my life's been a blur since then but i remember that for real those first two or three days super clearly oh yeah 100 percent. i do too um so yeah i was living in los angeles at the time and i was working at a barber shop uh, i wasn't a barber mm. uh, i was just like i ran the front desk right so I get there first, I open, I make sure everything's clean, you know, I turn on the music and the lights and, you know, get every everyone's station set up with like clean towels, whatever, uh, open the door, put the sign out, you know, uh, answer the phone as calls come in, um, you know, and I remember talking to, distinctly talking to one of the barbers, uh, we were sitting by the computer, he was sitting in my chair, I was chilling like on the, there's like a little window 
in the front with like a seat and so mm-hmm. i had my feet up on the desk and he was chilling and we were talking he was like have you heard about this mm-hmm. shit and Life i was is good yeah. yeah right and then he was like have you heard about this uh corona thing and i was like yeah i mean i've seen the news like but uh i don't know from what i've read it sounds more like it just sounds like it's gonna be a bad flu season you know and he's like yeah yeah yeah, yeah. he's like i don't think it's gonna be that big of a deal right and i was like yeah probably not i cannot stress how fucking wrong we were in the span of a week after that yeah. conversation a, yeah. a week man um we were so wrong and um mm. but the thing is like also like i try to not be like sensationalist i try to not like you know go over the top with things until it's like i guess deserved to be like really mm. concerned because i don't like to worry about shit like you yeah. know life's already yeah, hard right. enough and like all that stuff so it's like <laughs> why like freak yourself out about things until uh, you need to freak out about things right so yeah Fast forward about a week from that conversation and the news is getting more populated with, you know, stories about COVID coronavirus and, and all that. And uh, I'm like, oh man, this is, this is actually uh this is kind mm-hmm. of, this is a thing picking now. Up. Yeah. It's picking and up. I got to tell you this. All right. So this is going to be my, like, I think I have like one or two anecdotes, but this is, this is the one that really like cracked me up and also scared me shitless a little bit. So there was a gas station across the street from the barbershop. And mm. I would go over there maybe like once a day and, you know, grab me and the boys some snacks, right? Some energy drinks, coffee, soda, water, you know, candy, whatever yeah. the fuck. And so I go over there one day and it was probably like one or one or two attendants that I would run into. There was like a younger dude and there was a lady. So the younger dude was in there and I walk in and I shit you not, my man is decked out in like SWAT gear. Like he's, <laughs> it looks like he's like a bomb defusal specialist like he, <laughs> he's got gloves on he's got double layered gloves on he's got like the the, the, the cotton ones over yeah. the silicone ones however you layer them or whatever the fuck yeah, yeah. and then he's got he's got uh n95 and then mm. he's got a plastic face the shield, face shield? The full oh, face shield. and this the is face before shield. this is before shit hit the fan like this <laughs> yeah, is like masks are foreign still yeah right? this was like so yeah, yeah, yeah. so i look at him i'm like oh you really you're taking this like really seriously huh and he was like man if this shit gets to the birds and it goes avian, like this could be the end of society. And I was just like, all right, cool. Well, thanks for the the Skittles. Uh, Wait, is this guy working a shift right now? Yeah. Too? <laughs> yeah, dude. And uh, it's like, cool, man. Thanks for the snacks and the yeah. doomsday, you know, prophecy. Awesome. Great. Oh, man. <laughs> so, Jeez. you know, I'm walking back the block and a half or whatever it is to the barbershop, like just having an yeah. existential crisis. Like, oh my God, like, is this guy freaking out or is he like yeah. seeing the future? Like, is he right? right. Like, you know, in the, like in the, in the event I... that like the 1% event that <laughs> yeah, he, that he's like, right. You know, I was like, like am I like... the dumbass? That's like, that guy's overreacting and then I die. Right. Or am I the <laughs> smart person that says, shit, I need to start prepping. Cause like this guy just gave me the tip, you know, he just saved my life, you know? <laughs> And so I, I end up, I think I end up falling somewhere in the middle of the two. Mm. But uh, so, yeah, I go back in the shop and I tell all the guys and they're like, man, that dude's overreacting, blah, 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 whatever. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, probably. But yeah. So then, you know, things get serious. Right. I remember um, being at my apartment and uh, getting a group text from, you know, like the, the head barber. And he's like, guys, you know, it's mandated now by the state. We have to close. We can't open. Mm. We don't know how long mm-hmm. we're going to be closed. Um, yada, yada. And so I lost my job. Um, mm. And, uh, you know, I had to apply for uh, unemployment 
Um, and then I had a really terrible time with that. I think the first three months of COVID, I got one check and then the rest of the checks didn't show up for uh, mm. three months. Um, wow. And then so I ended up getting like a $5,000 check three months yeah, in. one time, right. Um, right. And then I started getting checks after that, but they were so overloaded um, that it, it, it was uh, it was brutal. It was really brutal. Um, I had to yeah. blow through a lot of money and savings and to survive. Right. But yeah, before that, I mean, it was the same kind of disaster scene that, that you described in, in LA, maybe even a little bit worse because there's more people. Yeah. Um, yeah. I went to four grocery stores in like my immediate area. And I mean, people mm -hmm. were running up and down the aisles, like actually running and sprinting and like yeah, grabbing crates of water and like um, you know, toilet paper. <laughs> and uh, right, right. I remember like, you know, I had to put together my like survival package over the course of like three or four grocery stores because they were sold right. out of shit. Toilet paper yeah, yeah. gone. Um, <laughs> luckily, uh, my roommate at the time had a Costco membership, and he went and got like a fuck ton of water um, nice. and, and other yeah. stuff. But yeah, I mean, I remember I got like two giant ass cans of baked beans. <laughs> like, yeah, 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 yeah. Couscous <laughs> and like whatever like else they had, like tuna. Yeah, just whatever um, was on the shelf. Yeah, just whatever non-perishable stuff I could find. Um, yeah. And then we hunkered down. And I mean, mm -hmm. it was, yeah, it was super scary, man. Um, everybody was, you know, work from home and the whole city kind of shut down. And if you like, you know, at first, like restaurants were closed and everything too. And like, you know, you, you like, you couldn't even get delivery. You couldn't get takeout really yeah. uh, for the first yeah. like couple of weeks. And like, so it was kind of nutty. Um, but yeah, I mean, Crazy that just time. became, yeah, that became the norm, right? Um, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I started streaming and so I was, I was streaming on Twitch and, that was that that definitely saved me um mm. from like a social standpoint you know like mm. um i also did have like four roommates we had like a big condo so nice. i had yeah. a lot of people to spend time with but to your yeah. point i mean if my family was close i definitely wouldn't have gone to my family but they they're all on the east coast and i'm on the west coast and right. trying to travel at that period of time was like that doesn't seem yeah, like a good no, idea like not at all <laughs> yeah so i mean it was it was crazy, man. It was mass hysteria. You know, you walk into a grocery store and you're going down the aisles and they're picked yeah, you're clean. Fighting people for stuff. Yeah, yeah. And, and you're just mm -hmm. kind of like, I don't know, man. You have like out, an out of body experience while you're walking mm -hmm. through. It's like a dystopian movie scene. It's like it was dystopian for sure. Yeah, you're like, is this when really they got happening? water in? They like, would be like rationing it. Like yes, they would have it behind gates and, mm -hmm. and one person controlled. You know, they, you can only get get or rather get one you know one case one per case per person yeah. yeah and it was the same thing here in austin during the snowstorm yeah 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 that's that's the whole that's another thing man but yeah um yeah that was crazy i so i was in uh i was actually in an i was subleasing an apartment because i had just moved back from uh back to texas from i was living in minneapolis but, yeah and so i was in that sublease for only a month before COVID hit and i but remember i had a i'm gonna, I'm gonna grab a drink i can still hear you though okay yeah <laughs> this this roommate that i had um was he was from korea actually south korea and he was working at a at a restaurant he also got unemployed and and he actually had to move all his stuff and his life back to korea oh my god the like third week of the pandemic which that's is, terrifying which is terrifying crazy like he he packed up everything shipped it i guess and then uh and wow. then took a flight back over there which wow. is uh yeah, yeah, because he lost his job at a at a restaurant, and so he um he had to move back. And to make the worldwide travel during that time, the worldwide move is uh 
must have been crazy for him. Yeah, absolutely. I can I can't even imagine you know the kind of thoughts and and uh, emotions that you, you you deal with doing something like yeah. that in the midst of. He probably of hasn't that. been back either. He's probably still over there. I, he probably I is. I don't even know him that well. So yeah. yeah. No, I mean that's wild. Um, yeah. you know, yeah. it's it's definitely uh, you know, going back into. I think we talked about this briefly at a happy hour. Maybe I think you were there. Maybe not. I think you left early that happy hour. Huh. But we talked about how like the Delta variant and things <laughs> were kind of like picking up again. And we mm. talked about um, how difficult we thought it was going to be for people to revert back to the quarantine kind of lifestyle. We're not there yet, right? We're not like on a full kind of quarantine. It's not as bad as like it was. Yeah. People are getting vaccinated and, you know, but, you know, I mean. I don't think it'll go back to that though, man. I, th- I hope I think- not we've had a taste of exactly like life again. And I just, for it to go back to that, it's, I think it, it's going to have to get significantly worse than it right. did. And so first. that was kind of the conversation yeah. we were having is like everyone, especially in Austin, like people are used to being able to go out to the bar and the restaurant again. And like, mm-hmm. I mean, I went with some friends down to rainy street when they came to visit and like, yeah, it was just yeah. a full on party scene again. And I oh, was yeah, just, yeah. I mean, I had my mask on and I was like still maintaining distance from people as much as I could, but I was like, yeah, yeah. you know, like, I was like, oh my God, like people really just, it's back to normal. It's they back just, to normal. Yeah. yeah. And unfortunately it yeah. isn't though. It really isn't. Right. And people right. are getting sick and the numbers of people getting sick well, in yeah, colleges. At the time we're recording and, this, I mean, it's, yeah. it's almost as bad as the peak was at, yeah. at, at its worst. So, yeah. And uh, so again, it's like, you know, how do you, how do you uh, expect people to revert, you know, because yeah. it was such a exciting time when things started to open back up again and everyone's like, oh man we're getting back to a sense of normalcy and then you know i'm reading stuff and talking to people and and i'm like man this isn't over like by a long shot and so yeah i mean it's kind of crazy i mean we you know just recently you know we can't go into the office anymore i mean we can but like you know proof of vaccination and you have vaccination yeah maintain the distance and wear the mask and everything and so it's just like might as well not go in really yeah at that point like you know for everyone's safety and so we're back kind of in that that space again of like quasi quarantine i think it's more so like workplaces is where you're seeing it the most right right yeah which is which is interesting because i mean decisions and and i'm no politician or doctor so but really i mean what i think about it (laughs) neither (laughs) oh shit (laughs) aren't you surprised (laughs) i need a new host Uh, man i thought you had both those credentials (laughs) it is uh like man we make some really irrational decisions sometimes we do as as communities we do and governments and and people in general like yeah um yeah the the workplaces i mean just one the one that i'm thinking of is you can go into the workplace if you're vaccinated and and um it's our our office anyway and right and, you know no dig on on my employer i love the employer don't fire me but um <laughs> the uh you know you know but like you can go to a club you can do whatever you want outside yep. and then the very next day or even the same day you could go into the office and yep. and and be there like i I think that's kind of a an irrational thing. I mean, as long as you're vaccinated. Though, right? right. And so <clears throat> again, I think that comes down to like the individual, right? Like, and then there's a sense of responsibility that I think a lot of people don't have. And I think it's a little weird. Like, um, mm. it, it kind of shocks me, right? Like I'm not going into the office, right? Mm-hmm. Like, so if I decided to go down to rainy street, which it's not my scene, um, mm-hmm. but if some friends wanted to go and I was going to be social and I was like, yeah, I'll go and I'll wear my mask and I'll have a, you know, think of Purell and I'll, Make sure that I like 
you know, clean my hands every now and then yeah. and I keep my mask on and whatever and blah, blah, blah. I would not go into the office for the next couple of days after that. I would say, mm-hmm. hey, I went out, you know, I took safety precautions, but, you know, I don't feel comfortable right. going into the office yeah. and being in close yeah. proximity to coworkers, right? Like that's on me right. to be responsible. Now, luckily, like we're not required to go into the office, so I don't even have to have that conversation with somebody. But if but for I, people who are, right, I like, would not go. I would say, listen, yeah. you know, I may or may not have been exposed to something, and let, you know, give me a couple days to make sure that I'm good before I go back in, right? Yeah, um, I, it's, I, I'll it's be honest uh, that I uh, I've been to Rainy a couple times and Sixth Street and some others, and I usually don't wear a mask when I go. Mm-hmm. I and my thought is. Well, one, I've had a few libations. Two, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, generally. But, and then two, though, I, I think that, I mean, I'm so close quarters with people. I, I do like that scene quite a bit. And I mean, I, I'm sure I, it's probably better to wear a mask, but I'm like, I, I don't do this that often. Maybe done it three or four times since 2020. And and each time I'm like, well, if it if it happens to me, it happens to me. But <laughs> but I do try to stay away from like office and family and stuff after that kind of thing, just to kind of take yeah, extra yeah. And but. again, like <clears throat> you know, when I'm sitting at a table with my friends, like I'll take my mask off. It's like when we're walking on the street past uh, groups and groups and groups of people and stuff like that. That's when I'll have a mask on. But yeah. the people that I'm with, like I know they don't have it. I know they're not. They've all been tested. They've all been vaccinated. So it's like you know, it's a little different. But again, right? right. We all start to like bend the rules a little bit. You know, especially, you know, like coming out of what we thought we were coming out of it. Everyone starts Mm -hmm. to bend the rules and like, okay, we're we're nearing the finish line. We can, Mm -hmm. you know, we can let our guard down a bit. And then, you know, it's a virus, right? So like it takes on a whole nother form. And everybody (laughs) feels like, I mean, everybody's special in their own mind, right? Like even when it was the height of it, when when everyone was wearing masks, everyone was social distancing, everybody was not going to big events. I mean, people were like, well if i go to a wedding i mean it'll be fine it'll be fine like as long as everybody else doesn't go to a wedding <laughs> yeah or or a big event or, or or to the club or whatever you know but yeah i think we're i mean i, I we're not past it but I, we're in a different world now where i think that people accepted the risk and and yeah know, i think so too i think so too I, whether, whether that's good or bad i think that's kind of where where they're at now i guess yeah no 100 percent. i mean uh <clears throat> i kind of live by the excuse me the phrase of uh it is what it is like Mm. i'm not going to stress or try to change things that are outside of my control and that Mm -hmm. really in this time period goes towards other people if you don't want to get vaccinated you don't want to wear a mask you know you don't believe in covid that's your right like truthfully Mm -hmm. like you're a human being if you decide that you know you don't want to do that stuff don't do it i mean It's not what mm-hmm. I would do, and it's not what I think people should do. I think people should pay attention to it and take safety precautions and, you know, be cautious. Mm-hmm. But uh, again, like, you know, a lot, there's a lot of argument around that stuff, right? Like, yeah. And so yeah. it's one of those things where it's like, you know, people are entitled to their opinions and they're going to feel the way they feel and do what they want to do. And, you know, me sitting here saying, well, you should put on a mask and you should do a social distance. It's not going to do anything. It's just more noise, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, so. I mean, to truly convince somebody who at this point is not vaccinated or, or yeah. has never maybe taken the precautions. It right. is very difficult. I, I have right. a lot of close people in my life who aren't vaccinated. Yeah. Same. And, I have a few friends as well. Yeah. yeah. And um, I mean, I'm not, I'm not trying to tell them what they should or shouldn't do though, because I think that 
I mean, they, they, they can make their own decisions. Yeah, so. exactly. And that's, I mean, but I guess that's also not my personality, you know? Yeah. It's not mine either. Um, especially with this kind of stuff, like, uh, you know, I used to smoke a pack and a half of cigarettes a day. Like, mm -hmm. you know, people mm -hmm. tell me all the time to stop smoking cigarettes. I didn't fucking listen to them once. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So it's yeah. kind of the same thing with this. It, it really is like, obviously like smoking cigarettes, like isn't like contagious like this is, but secondhand smoke is a thing and you know, right. it's bad right. for the smoker's health. And so it's in the same vein, but you know, I didn't listen to a single word anyone said. I eventually yeah. stopped, I, I eventually started vaping and you know, I definitely noticed that it's a little bit better for me in terms of like my health, but it's definitely still not good. Yeah. Um, but it's, I noticed you know, that for my myself that I, if somebody tells me to do something, you don't want to do it. Yeah, I do not want to do it. <laughs> a lot of people, I, I think, have that that uh, reaction, right? You could tell me to go get exercise and eat healthy. I mean, people tell me that, but you know, like you could tell me the something that's the best thing that I should do for my life, and I will not do it's it. Like, no, I'm not you told do that. Me to. You told me to do it. <laughs> you don't tell me how to live my life. You're exactly, not my dad, dude. That's the worst. <laughs> yeah. Even even yeah. When my parents do that now. I'm like, yeah. I don't. Uh, anecdote here, uh, and I promise this to everybody out there. This podcast is not just going to be about COVID. No, it's not. Uh, we're going to talk about. Not. We're going to talk about pretty much everything else besides COVID. Hopefully, one hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but man, when I don't know why, so a weird thing that happens when I go home to visit my parents is we we recycle and and okay. my family we have trash and recycle, and so but my my mom will consistently ask me to take out some recycling you know we use a can of yeah, beans sure. for dinner or whatever and like hey mitch could you go you know take this to recycling bin yeah totally fair ask yeah but because she's asking <laughs> to do that at out of the blue when, when maybe i'm not in the right mindset you you're know like, maybe i'm just wanna... i'm just chilling on the couch you know yeah. i'm like i'm just trying to chill and, and you're asking me to go recycle I, I don't know why but i'll get like seething inside <laughs> which i'm not i'm not an angry person i don't get mad but when she asks me to recycle, I get so mad. You're dude. like, I it am is... on the couch. I am relaxing. How dare you? <laughs> and I think interrupt it's just the fact my that zen. <laughs> she, she, that the people want me to do or like have expectations or, or you yeah, know, that the expectations that I need to do that on their um, time, right? Right. Right. Yeah, right. In when that they exact it, moment, right? it's like, does it really matter if I take the recycling out right now <laughs> or, or in an like, hour? Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, come on, you know. Yep, but yep. to be honest, I've never, I've never felt more, uh, I never feel more childish when that happens. Cause I'm like, all right, just, just let it simmer just down. Breathe. Like, cause um, I'm like, why am I so mad about this? This, this is ridiculous. Is, yeah. It's ridiculous. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Well, no, it, it's funny though. It's like, it's, it's a hundred percent that thing. And like, I have a friend and when I'm like, man, you really should just go get vaccinated. It was approved by like, you know, the, the FDA, like the Pfizer vaccination. Yeah. Like I know one of your whole things, man, was like, you know, it's, it's not approved and, you know, we don't, we don't know mm. the long-term effects. And I was like, well, now here's your proof. FDA said it's good to go. And he was right. like, well, now just cause you told me to do it, I'm not going to do it. And I was, like, do it. Yeah. I was like, well, you know what, dude, screw you. And he's like, screw yeah. you. And I'm like, cheers. <laughs> and then we move on cheers, with our day, yeah. you know, and yeah. it's whatever. And you're still friends. Yeah, hundred percent. Right? <laughs> we're still friends. And like, we have radically different political opinions and radically different yeah. opinions on COVID and all kinds of stuff, but mm -hmm. we're still friends. And actually, I guess that kind of segues me into uh, a little anecdote and a topic maybe we should address uh, for the remaining time today is talking to people with different opinions of yourself, right? Mm. And um, so increasingly, I think maybe we touched on it a little bit with technology previously, but, or maybe that was just us at a happy hour one time. Uh, I can't really <laughs> <Probably> recall. <that>. <laughs> um, <laughs> keep it open, guys. Welcome. Pull, up a, pull up a stool. <laughs> <laughs> but 
so this uh guys i'm i'm i'm, I'm doing it all right i'm gonna do the the news thing right have you seen what happened in the news today um oh the, no Aaron, the, how old are you dude <laughs> the, the the biden uh vaccine mandate right and uh i hmm. haven't really dived too deep into it because i've just been busy with work and then my mom's visiting from new york so i've just been having fun hanging out with her but i really do need to like dig into what that mandate means for everybody and for people and stuff like that but so my buddy who i will not name um i'm sure he wouldn't care if i did but i won't uh he was freaking out about the mandate uh hmm. and we were in a discord call we were playing video games with some friends and he was like have you guys seen this oh my god this is gonna cause a civil war oh man mm. like this is this is a violation of of amendment rights and the constitution he's going off on all this stuff and um my first impulse was i should just remove myself from this conversation because i have radically different opinions than he does on, on mm -hmm. some of those topics but then my second thought was no i have to have this conversation with my friend because mm -hmm. You know, yeah, why? It, yeah. For your sake or his sake? No, for the sake of conversation, communication, and mm. like the spread of ideas and the, the exchange of ideas, right? So mm -hmm. uh, to zoom out, what I, what I have been seeing in America and what has been talked about, you know, over the last couple of years with the rise of social media and stuff like that is we put ourselves into an information bubble. Mm -hmm. with our feeds and our news mm -hmm. and our friends and we have more control than we've ever had over what information we consume mm -hmm. how we consume it when we consume it um who we talk to about it and so a lot of us myself included at times are living in echo chambers where mm -hmm. you're only hearing and speaking opinions that you agree with and other people agree with and you're just it, it's you know and so yeah, i think that's absolutely. a really detrimental thing in the long term for this country and for the world um yeah. because it creates even bigger rifts between groups of people so that's why my initial like everyone has that gut reaction right because it's always like oh don't talk don't talk politics at the dinner table mm -hmm. and you know mm -hmm. and like don't talk politics or friends or family it's gonna be it's gonna become a, a fight you know it's like well it shouldn't become a fight mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. if it does, then you say, fuck you, fuck you, cheers, and you hug. And, like, whatever. <laughs> you move on from it, right? Like, yeah. If you, if you care about your friends and care about your family, sometimes you have to have those hard conversations. Even if you don't get to a positive resolution or a compromise or anything, you at least have to have those conversations, I think. Because I think it's a disservice to yourself and, and, your, and your loved ones or your friends to not understand where they're coming from and, and what they believe and why they believe it. And, yeah. um... No. Yeah, again, I'm not saying that I'm right and he's wrong, and I'm not saying he's right and I'm wrong. It's more so, instead of running away from those conversations, I'm trying to have them more often with people, actively, yeah. because it's yeah. like, yeah, this might not be the most pleasant conversation, and yeah, people, we might get a little heated, um, but it has to happen, because we're getting too fucking comfortable living in our echo chambers and in our bubbles. Right. And I think well, long-term it's I a problem. You, your perception of the world changes, right, whenever yeah. you have... Uh, and I'm not often on social media a ton, but when um, you're, if you're in this echo chamber, you're in this bubble, you, you get feedback on your own ideas. Right. So right. your friends and your people in your bubble who are, who are also expressing these ideas. Right. Um, 
they're giving you it's like a feedback loop right it is. like it's you a feedback post loop, something an echo chamber post something right it's a validation of your opinion and their and then, opinion and you're like okay well, continuous well cycle. my opinion's absolutely right because yeah. all 800 to to a thousand people in like my, my post bubble, right yeah. they all think the same thing right right um, exactly and and the posts are become not becoming but oftentimes i would say are less and less nuanced they're just very right. like emotional like, everybody needs to do x or yeah. something like that right like very general um and and then and then the the feedback begins and you're like okay well this is the right opinion this is the <laughs> exactly know, the worldwide exactly. right opinion and, and then so if anyone combats that opinion th your mm -hmm. first gut instinct is oh well you're wrong and it's like right they might not right. be and right. you might and why be. are you wrong because all thousands of people said that i'm right, right. <laughs> <laughs> exactly and so it creates that fissure right it, it increases the distance between different groups of people and the gap in social you know like um harmony right like i when, think you lose the skill to be able to have debate. the conversation too and yeah. then w that itself is is a, a feedback loop but uh, in a different way though where you just keep spiraling yep. not having these conversations yep at this level, then it gets deeper and deeper. And then the, the and then issues become more and more. Right? Yes, exactly, yeah. exactly. And then you can't have the conversation because you've never had it before. Exactly. And then, you know, that's when, you know, long-term scary things can happen, right? If mm -hmm. two groups, three groups, four groups, five groups, whatever, it doesn't matter. If, if those groups can't have productive conversations with each other and understand where each person's coming from and really put in the effort to, you know, learn from each other, even if you vehemently disagree with one another, then at mm -hmm. some point things turn to violence or they turn to harassment or they turn to mm -hmm. hate speech and slander and you know it, it can get really ugly right and we've already yeah, seen that has stuff really we've ugly. seen that yeah. stuff already happen um and so you know again too is like it sucks you know <laughs> sometimes to try to have those conversations and i i yeah. won't i won't sugarcoat it at all like it can be really mm -hmm. painful it can be infuriating uh it can be traumatic it can be triggering but you know, like you said, we have to try to force those conversations to happen before it gets worse and, you know, things become entrenched and, and I, the divide I between myself, us gets, you know, deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper. Into, uh, until, and what people fear is the civil war, right? Yeah, exactly. Right. right that's, people that's fear a civil war. That's, ends, keep, that's right? what I keep hearing, like, you know, on the Internet right. and different podcasts or, you know, talking to friends or whatever. It's like we're going to keep dividing so far and so much that eventually that this country will split. Yeah. You know, yeah. One side well, I mean, the other. Which, I mean, all great civilizations fall, right? So, oh, 100%. Yeah. You know? <laughs> it's true. Um, if, yeah. Yeah. yeah if you, if, some people would say America will never fall. And it's like, man, America yeah. is just like every other great civilization. You know, right. there's a, there's right. a, there's a rise and a fall. I agree. So, but yeah, I mean, yeah, it is. Um, I, I think that what people, and the skill is, you know, debate, conversation, that that's a skill, right? It's it not is. just to, to be able to actually do that, right? It's learned. It's not, typically something that we're and, and like ingrained in you. At, right and i think that something that you know you you do well just from you know us being friends is you listen a ton and i i try to do that too in, in my conversations more and more these days because I, I need to listen more but um <laughs> but i think that a lot of people don't listen yeah and understand actively listen right that you know my, i don't know my 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 parents have very differing opinions from me uh, yeah politically um culturally etc um but i love i love hearing their opinions because it makes up who yeah, they are and totally 
Um, yeah, and it's different. I mean, it challenges your own opinion. Exactly. It challenges your own opinion 100%. And and that's exactly what you want, right? That's kind of like what I'm driving at here. So thank you for kind of putting, helping me find the words is like, (laughs) it helps you kind of like stress test your own thoughts, your own opinions um, Mm -hmm. by having those conversations with friends and family or just even strangers. I mean, you know, fuck it. You're at a bar and you're you're talking to someone. And and I love doing that. Yeah, same. I I do too. And as long as it's, you know, it doesn't cross a line where you start a bar fight. But like, you know, uh, (laughs) I mean, those can be fun, but that's a whole other conversation. Um, Don't I think it's as long as you're not trying to win. It's rude. That is rude. It's rude. Okay. (laughs) That's rude. I'm going to, that's, that's the second one for this episode. Don't start bar fights. It's rude. (laughs) But yeah, no, like, yeah, as you're saying, it's like you have to, you know, stress test your own opinion and, and think a little bit more about it. And I think for me, especially when I'm having a conversation with someone and they're saying stuff that I, you know, strongly disagree with or have strong opinions against, instead of being like, no, dude, screw you, you're wrong. Like, I can't believe mm-hmm. you believe that you're stupid. Mm-hmm. I try to put myself in their shoes. I try to, mm-hmm. while they're talking, I'm listening. I try to imagine... It's harder to do with people you don't know as well, but mm-hmm. people that you've gotten to know a little bit more and you know their upbringing or you know their religious beliefs and you know their personality a little bit better and their likes and their dislikes, trying to put yourself in their perspective and maybe be them for five minutes and think about, you know, why does this work for their their brain, like their personality? Mm-hmm. Like, why is it that they believe these things? Then it becomes a little bit more palatable and it becomes mm-hmm. a little bit more... Uh, easy to understand, I think, and connect with them, even though you disagree, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, and what I was saying a little bit earlier was, I, I think that too many people are out to win a conversation. Dude, um, that is, that is the call out like, of the century. Like, no, you're, you're right. Not That's not going to change somebody's mind. I yeah. mean, most of the time people are pretty ingrained in what Hard they... set in their ways. No, yeah, I think that's I mean... the, dude, that's the nail on the head. You hit it right there. Um, right. I cannot tell you how many times I've been in these kinds of debates about things and people will get all up in arms and I'll be like, you know, I'm not trying to convince you. Right. Mm, we're like, just conversing. Yeah, we're just we're talking, just exchanging like, ideas. And then, then it'll change. Like some people mm. be like, Oh, all right. <laughs> and then we just like have the conversation and yeah, it's a lot better, but I yeah. think you really hit the nail on the head there. That is how a lot of people approach those types of things is, this conversation isn't productive unless I convince you that I'm right. Mm-hmm. That is mm-hmm. not the case. And that is, that's yeah. not the goal of the conversations that I have ever. Like, right. you know, unless like, I don't know, you're asking me for help buying a car. <laughs> like, and I'm telling you, no, you got to go, for the, ask for, the gotta advice, go right? for the Toyota, man. Trust me. I crunched right. the numbers on this. The Toyota is the best bet. Trust. Um, yeah, that'll get no. you to 300,000 miles. <laughs> Shout out Toyota. Um, yeah. No, that's not an ad. I promise. Um, but <laughs> but yeah. if Toyota wants to sponsor. Uh, totally open to discussion. <laughs> Our email is keepitopenpodcast at gmail.com. Um, yeah, no, it's, yeah. And, and I think that's, it's interesting to talk about that too, because I think that that lens of winning or being right I think it permeates a lot of things, man. Mm. I think it permeates a lot of different like aspects of life. Like mm. when you see, and I know you're not like super ingrained on social media, which you're going to have to do a little bit more social media surfing for the podcast, oh, my worry. friend. I, I will be. <laughs> uh, it's a skill I'm going to have to hone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. hundred so. um, percent. I think, like I was saying, it permeates more than just like difficult conversations or like disagreements or con- like arguments or whatever. It's when you see someone on Instagram 
mm-hmm. and they've got the nice car and the good body and the perfect smile and the nice bag or the good sh- sneakers or you know they whatever they're male male or female doesn't matter right you can tell they're right. living right like they mm-hmm. got some money they're living it up their mm-hmm. story is always like wow you know like i think that the primal response that we have is that person's winning you know mm. like it's they're competitive right? it's competitive and i think that yeah I, that's the perfect word thank you again for mm-hmm. for helping me like nail it down is because <laughs> i waffle we know i waffle um <laughs> the the at least in western society i think right now america and stuff like that and i mean it's definitely bled to like europe and, and asia but winning at life is like a mindset like life is mm. now a competitive thing it feels like and mm-hmm. I've heard from a lot of friends, like most recently I was talking to a friend of mine and she told me that she deleted Instagram and Twitter and all of that because it was giving her anxiety and stressing her out because Mm -hmm. she was comparing herself to other people and Mm -hmm. not just like professionally or like, you know, financially, but like socially, like she was getting real hung up on seeing people in like quote unquote perfect relationships. And she was Mm. envious of that. And she's Mm -hmm. like, why don't I have that? Like, Mm -hmm. you know, like I could be, I'm, I'm, I'm deserving of that. And yeah. you know what I told her is, yeah, you are. You are deserving of that. You're funny. You're smart. You're cool. You play video games. Like, fuck right. yeah. Like, you're rad. So don't yeah. compare yourself to what they have because, guys, it's all a lie. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. <laughs> it's absolutely. Everyone's unhappy about something. Everyone's fighting about something. Right. But, yeah. I mean, you know, and I'll let you uh, take it away here. But I think that 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 spirit, that combative, competitive spirit has permeated our culture. And I'm not really sure why. I don't really know how we got there. Yeah, I, I think it. Well, not and not to make this theoretical. This is probably another conversation, but I, I really, it just stems from capitalism. Yeah, um, and not you're to get right. again, not to. <laughs> I, I actually, I, I hate that I said that because I feel like every, <laughs> everything I'm going to say just stems back to that. But no, go um, for it, man. Like business is competitive, um, and business is what drives this country forward yeah no i think you're right keep going and, keep going and <laughs> so so in that mentality though i think permeates elsewhere right like we we want to show off I, so from a social perspective right we want to show off because we want to um gain social status right. attract a partner um yep. you know sh- uh, you know have power over yeah uh, like it, it's a social power technically, but like yep. having that sort of social currency is a power, right? Like it is um, status. It is, yeah. you know, like, and so I think it comes from like at the very core of capitalism is, is competition yep. and innovation and, and speed. And, yep. and I think that that has permeated and and i think it, a lot of it's innate to human beings too i was gonna say um, like kind of what you're saying here right like, yeah like but, it, it almost comes back to an animalistic like a primal uh oh, i think thing. it's absolutely primal yeah, yeah. The, and then i mean the sense is, of tribe and community and all that mm-hmm. stuff and yeah no I, yeah yeah it's, it's us versus the others it's 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 and i think you're right though a little bit of like the peacock too i mean like yep. you, you want to show you want to show off um yeah and i think again, you're right though again, i think, I think the business back to like yeah capitalism money power sex, money power right? like, yeah like, exactly <laughs> yeah, like yeah, yeah 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 no totally totally um i mean well freud would say like everything is related to sex mm-hmm. and like so it's mm-hmm. like you know like having attention and having people fawn over you or admire you it's all kind of stroking your ego right it's all making you feel yeah. 
better and more powerful about who you are as a person. Um, but yeah, so, and I think that's super interesting. And I think that like, um, you know, when it comes, when it comes down to it, I mean, it's all false, right? Like, you know, I know people that have massive followings and I know that they're human beings just like me and they deal with, you know, the same kind of shit that I deal with, Mm -hmm. but they might do it in the $3 million mansion and I'm doing it in an apartment. Right, right, right. So at the end of the day, like we're all really, we're all really playing the same game and we're all really dealing with the same, you know, pitfalls, but some people just do it in a better looking way. And uh, Yeah. yeah, yeah. And that, and that can affect, you know, kind of the way that we look at things, right? Like, um, cause I spent a lot of time watching Twitch and, you know, mm-hmm. uh, gamers and, you know, IRL streamers and all that stuff. I'm a big fan of, of that kind of content and YouTube and whatnot. And, um, their personalities, right? Like it's, mm-hmm. it's not real. It's fabricated. It's entertainment. It's, um, mm-hmm. it's not, uh, I mean, well, some of them are, are, you know, some of them have a more like a uh, journalistic focus on the content, mm. right? But for the most part people are entertainers they're trying to you know get views and get clips and get yeah. laughs and and clicks and you know right manipulate kind of that kind of stuff yeah but, yeah sure yeah and so you know i guess it was a bit of a a bit of a hard turn here getting on this topic but yeah i think that you know that that uh cultural um stigma on like winning and like mm-hmm. winning at everything like winning mm-hmm. at life winning in your career winning in your relationship winning, winning in converse- a conversation winning a conversation <laughs> being right uh, you know, the same page with that one. Yeah. Right, right. And it's the thing is, is like, no one's perfect, right? Like, mm-hmm. no one is winning all those things. If someone is, please introduce me to them. I would love mm-hmm. to interview them on the podcast and figure yeah, out what, you, uh, what the secret sauce is. Jesus? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, ne- and, neither of us is really religious. No, we're not. Really, we're but, not. And, and no, no, uh, no shame if you are, but, um, yeah. but neither of us are. So. Yeah. yeah. We'll see. And we'll get into that. By That's another topic <laughs> we can definitely get into because my father's a rabbi. And so I was mm. raised in a religious household and, you know, oh, yeah, in a religious likewise, community. Yeah. And so we can definitely dive into that on, a, on, a, on another episode. I'm totally game for that because um, it plays right. such a huge, huge part in our lives. But um yeah yeah, you know and i just wish that um people could slow down a little bit and uh i feel like i feel like that winning culture has inspired like a lack of empathy i think Mm. that that's also like the other thing that i have noticed in society and like social structures like Mm. oh you don't agree with me oh you have different opinions than me well fuck you Mm -hmm. it's like holy shit yeah well you know like that's aggressive fuck you unfollow and then Block. I will never see like, your yeah. opinion again. Yeah. And then yeah. <laughs> now that's we're what I was, in this cycle, right? That's what I was going back to at the beginning is like, that's that's the feed, that's the bubble, that's the right. feedback loop and the echo chamber right. is like, if someone has a different opinion and offends you, block, mm-hmm. unfollow. Mm-hmm. It's and an, then you're just- I hate to say it, it's an easy life. Like, it is, it's an easy, it is. Um, you don't need to see conversing opinions. Yep. Um, and that's dangerous. Yeah. That's really dangerous. Very dangerous. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. so, I mean, there's a bunch of articles and and I've watched some podcasts or listened to some podcasts and watched some YouTube videos about it. I mean, mm-hmm. it's definitely being talked about and studied, um, you know, in the psychological yeah. fields and stuff like that. And people are, are really starting to get some actual like results on these studies about technology mm-hmm. and stuff. And I mean, dude, like I can't imagine being a teenager yeah or preteen right now yeah in this time like being a young adult like i'm 28 like 
Mm -hmm. this is a great time to be 28 like yeah you know yeah. like <laughs> i yeah. mean technology and all you know all the stuff i mean aside from the pandemic and all the terrible things going on in the world aside from all that right. it's a pretty great time to be a young adult like we have yeah, a lot man, of life's good right really now. really yeah. cool shit right so as much mm -hmm. as there are negative things going on like it's a good time to be alive um yeah but is. for a younger a younger person oh my god like i can't imagine growing up from Dude. childhood with uh with a phone with a smartphone or, a, uh, or an ipad or something like that dude you know? and um, just the, the the attachment that you have to it and the amount mm -hmm. of uh i think you know a lot of what they have been talking about is the ego and the mm -hmm. uh validation that people seek mm -hmm. now it's like ingrained mm -hmm. like followers on instagram and like mm -hmm. likes on a picture or like how many uh you know views your tiktok video got Oh, dude. Right. Okay. All right. We can change topics here in a minute, whatever. I just, the last thing I have to bring up that just like shook me to my core last night. Yeah. Oh, what my God. <laughs> so I was just chilling with some friends after having dinner with my mom. I was in a great mood. It was awesome. And I'm scrolling through my phone, which I really don't go on my phone very often. I'd say I'm probably on like Instagram or something or Twitter for like an hour or two a day, max, mm -hmm. probably less, to be honest. I'm mainly on my mm -hmm. computer. Um, <clears throat> But I don't really consume too much of that stuff. Uh, and so I'm scrolling through Instagram, Instagram Live, which is very similar to TikTok. Sometimes they're reposts from TikTok. From TikTok, right. And right. it was a, she was probably a nurse or something. Cute girl, she had a mask on, she's in a hospital, and she's doing one of those mm. trendy TikTok dances that's like one of the newer ones. Mm. And it's the title of the video, you know, on the screen as she's dancing is how to balance school and TikTok. And mm. so as I'm watching it, you know, she's doing the dance and then, you know, she like little like things are popping up on the side of like, mm -hmm. like tips. Right. Yeah. And so when I stood up, <laughs> you sound so old by now, by the way, <laughs> dude. for anybody who knows TikTok, this is a, uh, this is elementary here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like elementary Watson, you know, it's like and anyone younger than like 28 probably isn't going to fucking get that <laughs> reference. Um, but so the tips are popping up and. Yeah. I'm watching it and like my eyebrow continues to rise because when I saw the the title pop up and she's dancing, I'm like, okay, so like how to balance like, you know, school and watching TikTok. Okay, cool. Mm -hmm. Like, sure. Mm -hmm. And then as I watched the video, I realized that it, that's not it at all. It's how to balance school with recording content for TikTok. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, mm -hmm. fuck. I was like, yeah. that's what these kids are doing. They're not, they're, they're, they don't just watch content anymore. Everyone yeah, they're all making, is creating right. content and trying to be a content creator. Right. Dude, it blew my mind. I was like, yeah. holy shit. Like mm. the fact that that video exists, like how to balance school and like homework. Yeah, it was probably with, pretty popular too. Yeah, it was. It had a lot of fucking likes and views. And, mm. and how to balance school with like making content. I was just like, what? Mm. Like, that's insane. Like, and, and back to what we were talking about before with, with it kind of being a, you, you get a power, you get, I think we almost said it was a false power. Yeah, it's a false hubris, think, false ego. Now, I think it is for us, but as that becomes more and more it's regular real. life for young people, it becomes real, right? Yeah, it becomes and tangible. When when older people are like, well, you know, that's none of that matters in the in the quote unquote, you know, real world. The grand scheme, or, yeah. But it will. But it will. It does. Well, I mean, there's it already does. been like, TikTok think, stars. There was I forget what her name was. There was like a 16 year old girl and she blew up like overnight practically on TikTok. Yeah, she uh, Charlie. 
Charlie. Something like that. Yeah, this yeah, yeah. This is not free publicity. This is not free publicity. No, no, it's not. But she uh, uh, she blew up like overnight, millions of right. followers. And like, so, I right. mean, and then she's going to have a career off that. Like, she's yeah. going to make money off that. She's yeah. basically got like entry level celebrity. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. you know, it started with like, you know, movie celebrities and, you know, stuff like that, musicians. And then, you know, we had, uh, what was next? We had like TikTok, not TikTok, Instagram or Instagram, like yeah. Facebook and then like Twitch and mm-hmm. YouTube. I know like YouTubers were a huge thing YouTubers, over the last yeah. few years. And now it's like not TikTok. TikTok, right. And so yeah, it's a more modern day celebrity. And exactly. It, and there's there's one for every niche, right? Yes. So I think we, the way we think about celebrity too is going to going to change quite a bit. Oh, definitely. It's already changing. Um, Right, right, but but we just don't have a new term. For, I guess influencer was the most recent term, but yeah, influencer is the uh, most current one, and uh, yeah, and 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 that in itself, like that title is off-putting yeah, to that's, me. That's, like, and that's personally. a real ego. Like, it is. Even though it's, it's it's kind of false. Like, yeah. depending on how far you go with it, though, right? I mean, it becomes real at a certain point, which. And then, it, and then it translates to real power, to real money, to yeah. real actual influence, um, status, <laughs> right? Right, yeah. and yeah, and not to say, I mean, good for them, I guess, but oh, totally. It's, uh, I mean, I'm not. I mean, we're not, we're not trying to do anything different here, right? No, not at all, not at all. In a sense, we are trying to do the same thing. I think that the thing is that we're older, and I think we have a little bit more of a based perspective. If we're going to toot our own like horn on it, is that like I think yeah. we, we've thought about this stuff a little bit more, and I think that I've, the thing is too is like ahead, I've seen yeah. some you know creators and stuff like that who started young and got older and mm-hmm. have definitely matured into their role and mm-hmm. i i see some creators that are a little bit younger that you know have some maturing to do and so it's not mm. just because you hit a big young doesn't mean that you're going to be a shithead right like right you know but they are I think hitting that's it where it's dangerous though is when when they do hit it big young yeah and then that's their worldview yep is already solidified at yep at whatever age you hit it big then you start to preach that worldview and yep. then other people latch onto that, right? Yep. So if your worldview is, you know, kind of um, dangerous to, to people <laughs> and then you're preaching that, right? Yeah, It yeah. seems to be, it's validated, right? Because right. you're a celebrity, you're an influencer. And then you and, create um, that echo chamber you within your community. Others, exactly. Right? Like exactly. if you have a following of like 10 mm-hmm. million or 8 million, not everyone's going to agree with you out of those 10 million, but a, probably a solid portion, a solid percentage will. I mean, you're just getting in front of more people than anybody else, right? Right. And if they and like I, you, if they like your personality, then they're much more inclined to, you know, agree with your political or social viewpoints, right? Your, exactly. your world view. And so. And that's where I think it starts to get a little hairy. It's tricky. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Really tricky. 100%, man. 100%. But I think like the takeaway from this conversation, especially if we throw it into the context of the original topic, which was COVID and that panic mm-hmm. and that terror and kind of how we did come together as a nation in that in that moment and how we did mm-hmm. work together, I think, you know, to help each other and talk to each other and uh, bele- like allay each other's fears and, and you know, uh, pull each other through. At the beginning. Though. At the beginning. At the beginning. <laughs> yeah, then it, then it kind of split. <laughs> Damn it, Mitchell, I was going something. No. <laughs> yeah. I, I... Sorry yeah. No, going, no, 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 you're going. good. You're totally right. At the beginning, at the beginning. Um, I think that to tie the two together, it's like because of that quarantine and everything, I think that a lot of lines did get drawn um, mm. because everyone was separated, you know, after the first couple months, right? Like in the mm-hmm. beginning, like you said, like everyone was kind of like, we got to work together and take care of each other and, you know, mm-hmm. social distance and wear masks. And then, you know, a month or so in people are like this shit isn't real and yeah. people are like yes it is and then you know that's when the arguments and the, the fissure started to grow 
Um, but I think like we have to marry the two together is like, you know, that isolation doesn't have to be a negative thing. It doesn't have to draw, you know, lines in the sand between people. It can be a positive thing. It can be an an, an ability to take the time to have a conversation with someone about their experience. Like you and I did today and share Mm -hmm. that experience and share Mm -hmm. those understand where they're coming from. Exactly. And share those struggles and those fears and, and, and all of that. And, you know, those conversations need to be had is is kind of where i'm getting it's not about winning it's not about you know who's right and who's wrong and whether you should or should mm-hmm. not wear a mask it's about mm-hmm. hearing the other person you know mm-hmm. agreed all right should we wrap it up yeah let's do it awesome mm-hmm. well guys thank you so much for joining us guys and gals i should say um this was episode two of the keep it open podcast i'm aaron and i'm mitchell And we hope to see you on episode three. I promise we will not talk about COVID. Promise. (laughs) I make no such promises. (laughs) Thanks for listening. (laughs) Appreciate it, guys. See you on the next one.